Hi, this is Lewis Black, and uh, you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Jackie Cation. But there's more genders, and, and I guess Sykes has always known that there's more genders, but they never told us because they didn't think we could handle it. They're not entirely wrong. Yes, it's that time of year. Jackie makes her way back to uh, Minnesota slash Wisconsin, uh, visits family, does a couple of shows, and uh, we had another great chat with her, so uh, you're, I think you're really going to enjoy that. So we have a uh, track of the week coming up from Hoops, and then of course we start everything off with a dumb bit. Hello? Hey, Mike. <sighs> Do I sound like Mike? This is the third time you called. There is no Mike here. Mike. Idiot. Tired of phone calls from stupid people? Sign up for new Caller IQ. Caller IQ automatically displays the IQ of the person calling so you can decide if they're worth talking to. Man, that girl at the club last night was hot. I wonder if she'd want to go bowling. K, pick up, you little hottie. Hello, pick up. Caller IQ. It's the smart... Hey, Mike. <sighs> It's the smart choice. How many times has this happened to you? I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to the restroom. Hmm. Flounders or snappers? Ooh. Let's try snappers. Ooh, sorry, wrong door. If you're a guy or girl on the go, then you know theme restaurant bathroom designations can be misleading. But now you don't ever have to be confused again because you've got the Restroom Thesaurus. The Restroom Thesaurus lists every possible combination of male-female euphemism. Blokes and birds, bantams and hands, shoots and ladders, bobsleds and moguls, endomorphs and gynecomorphs. Yes, the Restroom Thesaurus is your one-stop source for avoiding embarrassing entrances into the wrong bathroom. Seafood restaurants. Oh, let's see. Buoys and gulls, bulkheads and portholes, hornpipes and shanties. Oh, here we go. Flounders are men. All right. Never walk into the wrong restroom again with the Restroom Thesaurus because you don't want to take a shot in the dark. Jackie Cation is a stand-up comedian originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she lives in Los Angeles now, where she hosts the very popular podcast, The Dork Forest, tours the country, uh, headlining comedy clubs uh, across these great United States, as well as uh, doing feature work for Brian Regan and Maria Bamford. Here now is our interview with Jackie Cation. All right, well, always look forward to these uh, these chats, your, your yearly trek back to the upper Midwest. Um, so you'll be, yes. be visiting Wisconsin in addition to doing shows at Acme? Right. I'm doing, I'm doing Acme on the 10th. I'm do, or, yeah, Acme the week of the 10th. I'm doing a, uh, a private in Milwaukee, I think on the 15th or 16th, and then I'm doing the, the weekend in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, there you go. Like the 20th, 21st, yeah. Yeah, someone, okay. someone from here is going to be up there doing some shows. He got... Uh, I can't remember who it is. Someone from our scene, though, is, is going up there, and I'm like, I know that club. So, uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so what's new with you? I'm a little behind on my dork forests. I, I have to apologize. I don't have a long uh, commute anymore, which was the greatest oh, way to, to, to put Congratulations. Yeah. So uh, I got to listen to you and Pardo and Marin, and now I got to, like, kind of pick and choose. And even at that, it's, you know, my longest commute now is 20 minutes. So 
uh, going oh, to wow. other places. So yeah, three trips to finish it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, and then if you're listening to like Pete Holmes, it's you know a week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, well, Jimmy's can get pretty long. Jimmy can go to two and a half hours. Pat Francis can oh. go. Well, the I was on really? Pat. Yeah, I, I was on Pat Francis's podcast, and we went two and a half. So, yeah. Oh wow! Crazy. Yeah, I always I'm a huge fan of an hour. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think uh, keep it tight. Well, and ha- have people back. Exactly. Well, I have uh, I keep these to a half hour. And usually 20 minutes of it is the interview, and then it's a dumb bit and a song, and, you know, it's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, you get get length of uh, attention span. (laughs) Exactly, right, right. And then for the Cincy Shirts podcast I produce, we keep that to an hour, too. Sometimes that goes a little longer if it's a super interesting guest, but, uh, yeah. Brevity, I think, is the key. (laughs) It is. It is definitely the key. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to these these two weeks. Uh, I've I've got a bunch of... uh, headline weeks because this year i've done a lot of um opening for maria and brian regan yeah and so um it's great but they're usually 20 25 sets yeah and and i've been working on a new album so it'll be this album will take three years uh usually it, it can take three years I, I try to put them out every two but this one will take an extra year just because i have i need i need long sets to work on the on the whole, you know, to put the whole thing together to give it some sort of arc or sense of, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Or, yeah, because, I, you know, I do these short sets uh, in front of uh, Maria and Brian, and, they're, and, and I mean, the reason I do those shows with those guys is then I get to see their long set, you know, I get to yeah. see their long show, because uh, they're amazing. And, um, but I, if I only get 20 minutes, I tend to, I already talk fast, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I end up talking. I like I try to get like thirty minutes of material. <laughs> oh, okay. In a twenty-minute spot, which is of course, uh, yeah, they have the rest of their lives to laugh. Right. Twenty minutes. Come on. And so it, it can get a little intense, uh, and I and and you don't get a sense of like the real timing, you know. Oh, true. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You so can't I'm, really... I'm really looking forward to Minneapolis. Um, because I'm going to do, um, uh, I get to do, you know, seven shows in Minneapolis and five shows in Madison. And then I'm doing Vermont and, uh, Chicago Zanies. Oh, nice. In January. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I've got a bunch of headline weeks coming up in December and January, which will, which will give me a chance to work on the long because you know, and I'm and I'm continuing to write material, so I thought I had the 45 together, and then I wrote a new chunk that I was like, "This is either an opener or a closer." <laughs> so whatever. I mean, I was pretty psyched about it. Do you rotate like when you're opening for Brian or Maria? Do you like do a different 30 minutes night tonight, or do you kind of do pretty much the same 30 minutes? Do you know that works well in front of those guys, or I, I tend to um, with Brian's audience. I like to, you know, he wants to, he likes to see the new stuff because he doesn't get to, you know, to really see a lot of stand-up. So I like to try to, oh, okay. his audience is all ages and, and my stuff, it isn't gross or anything, right. but it is often adult content. Yes. And his stuff is dark, but it's not, he doesn't ever talk about sex or bodily functions. Or right, like right. Because he just doesn't write that stuff. Mm-hmm. I you know, I've got some stuff about sex with my husband that is, you know, um, I wouldn't do it in front of a nine-year-old. 
They don't need to. <laughs> right. They don't need to hear it. They're sitting next to their parents. Sure. Uh, so, but the stuff with Maria, the, and the great thing with Maria is she want you know she encourages me to try something brand new because her audiences are very much like what's gonna what weird thing are you thinking about today oh yeah yeah so so it's like they're such diametrically opposed because um you know they're they're both so i mean stand-up itself is so enormously different person to person so uh and and between brian regan and Bamford, <laughs> the audience can sometimes overlap but but there's the expectations will will be different so I tend to do, I tend to do my favorite, essentially my favorite ten, and then rotate out the other ten to fifteen. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, from the vault. There you, you go. Know, just yeah. So, what kind of things are you talking about these days? Well, I've got. Uh, I think my favorite, my the brand new bit that I'm working on is a thing about gender and how there's. Uh, there's more genders. There are. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a she, her, but there's more genders. And, and I guess science has always known that there's more genders, but they never told us because they didn't think we could handle it. <laughs> they are not entirely wrong. <laughs> but, uh, but we can. We can. We figured it out. And uh, so I'm working on that bit. And then and then there's, you know, the sort of the, the older stuff. I just got back. I did um, a little over two weeks in Eastern Europe performing for the troops. Oh yeah, and that and that was a trip. Uh, that was like there's a couple there's a, a couple of bits off of that that are pretty great. Um, just sort of working, and um, and then yeah, then I have these the other stuff uh, like I have stuff about like being married and stuff and not because I don't know like every year it's a new this is my first real relationship and we've been together right. for 15 years now and married for 13. And, um, and it's still, I'm still learning. And I think I get now that nobody knows what the hell they're doing. I was going to say, we so, all are still learning. That's a, that's a fact. <laughs> right. And you're just like, do we still like each other? We do. Do we still love each other? We do. And, uh, and then, but you know what? I don't, I don't need a witness to absolutely every gross and disgusting thing that I want to do in my life. And, um, so it is, you know, like I, and the other, and I haven't done anything with this, but it was literally the other day I was so tired that I put the laundry in the dryer. I didn't start the laundry correctly. Right. Was, you're supposed to put it in the washer. <laughs> uh, I was talking to him about something. So he was right behind me and I was carrying the laundry. I put it in the dryer and then there was this beat where I was like, oh, that's not right. And he goes, did you just put the laundry in the dryer? And I turned around and I said, no witnesses. No witnesses <laughs> to this. Go away. <laughs> and uh, so then I pulled it out of the dryer and put it in the washer. Because the thing is, is you know, you, you make mistakes as a person all the time. And if there's someone there the whole time standing next to you, they get to see recurring errors. Like when I was alone, I would make errors, but nobody ever noticed them. Like people thought that I was a little, and my act a little more together <laughs> because there was no witness. Well, yeah. Who's, yeah. who's going to yeah. know? And, well, you forgot to close the garage door. Yeah, I forgot to close the garage door. Uh, 20 years ago, nobody noticed. Exactly. 
because I didn't, I was alone. <laughs> and I'm not saying that that's, I mean, I'm happy not to be alone. Yeah, but I never oh, thought okay. of that. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's exactly right. So, so uh, Dork Forest still going well? Dork Forest is uh, amazing. 13th year. Wow. And, um, and so it is, yeah, a lot of, got a, a, a fun upcoming episode with taking the taro, the taro. Oh, cool. And, uh, and I have, uh, I did Chris Titus this year. Okay. Uh, you talked about Prince. Oh. And, See, I gotta go yeah, back and cherry pick these, man. They're always hilarious. Yeah. Right? I, I'd go back and cherry pick these like you like you always advise people to do because there's always so many good ones, both of, uh, and I would remind people, not just famous people, but one of my favorites ever was when you went to Indiana and talked to the guys with the big train set. Oh, that train episode was hilarious. Oh, man. It's and just, they never turned it on. Yeah. We just, I followed them around and I learned about <laughs> them setting up this train set and why, when they ran it, but they only ran it on the schedule. Oh, that's right. That's right. The actual schedule. Yeah, yeah. And so I was there not during the schedule. Yeah, so. Scheduled time, so I did not get to see the train run, but I did get to see the setup. Yeah. And, uh, and that was funny, too. Um, yeah, some of, the, some of the best episodes, like, I think last year, a couple of the best episodes... Uh, one with my brother, my brother Phil, talking about Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, one with a comic from Utah named Emma Arnold. About oh, bees. I'm a friend of a friend of hers. She's she's good friends with Jeff Tate. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her bee episode was one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, I heard that. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was great. That was probably one of the last ones I heard, unfortunately, before I, my schedule got all changed. But yeah, another example yeah. of a comic that's you know out there and, and touring. But I I only knew her because of her being friends with Jeff. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have known her. But yeah, there's lots of semi-famous people that are just as fascinating because people have these just varied interests. Right, the varied interests are fascinating, and uh, and it, so it can be about anything. The Dork Forest, and and I have to say this about stand-up again, though, is that there is probably a dozen women comics that are in their late twenties to late thirties, right, like mm-hmm. t- who have been doing stand-up for anywhere between seven to fifteen years. That are amazing comedians. Yes, and they're all. We're in like a gold, like we've been in a golden age of stand-up for probably twenty years, twenty-five years. But it was, you know, uh, it was like fifteen years ago. It was all those bearded youth dudes, <laughs> you know, and it was, you know, uh, and now it's Jeff Tate, um, <laughs> and now it's all these young women. And like I just saw a clip today of Sarah Schaefer's Comedy Central half hour, and this stuff is a, it's a unique. Her her delivery is unique. The topics are are both like current, like socio political, not political, but socio political, and then and also, but but very very you you know on unique topics, but but accessible to everybody. And then her delivery is one I have not I haven't seen either. So it was, and Sarah Schaefer's. I mean, there's like nobody's ever heard of her. Right? Do you know Sarah Schaefer? I, I know the name, and I think I probably... I don't think she's come to Cincinnati or Minneapolis to work, so I haven't interviewed her. But for some yeah. reason, that name is familiar. Yeah, she's outstanding. And um, and there's there's just a bunch of them, you know. Well, you, you, worked with, um, yeah. you worked with a good friend of mine, uh, Kelly Collette, here in Cincinnati. 
Uh, oh, my wife. You and Maria, yeah. yeah. And she's uh, and Kelly kind enough to take that. My daughter ended up going to the same university that Kelly went to, and so uh, okay. Kelly kind of took her under her wing, and uh, you know, kind of guided her a little okay. bit. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, very nice of, of Kelly to do that. But um, yeah, we are. Uh, we are. It is nice to see some uh, diversity in comedy, even though I am an old white dude. Uh, I think I've had enough old white dude comedy. Um, so. Right, and and, and it, I think it'll just make old white dude comedy better, quite honestly. True. It'll oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah. Because you, you yeah. know, people don't my open mic nonsense of yeah, you know, uh, my wife and I don't do it, and I'm stuck in my ways, <laughs> and you know, yeah, I get wearing my. Although I, whenever I do open mic, and I've done it in a while though, I purposely wear uh, khaki pants and a polo shirt to look as white as oh. possible. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that uh, I think that the, the the more different kinds of people that are doing stand up, whether it's you know, people of color or trans or or. Uh, just more interesting, super young, super old. Yeah, yeah. Makes makes the the standard like raises the bar for straight white guys. You're just like, we make it more interesting. It does, know? and and people and, say, and well, they do. Yeah, and people say, well, it should just be it should just be comedy. Who cares if they're a woman or if they're a person of color? And think, and yeah, there's a, a little kernel of truth to that. But people do from their culture and their experiences have different experiences they could bring to the table, which would be stuff I would never think of. And you know, it's, it's fun to hear experience comedy with other people. Yeah, and representation is so, you know, like I've been I've been laughing at straight white guy jokes for thirty five years. Exactly, and they're funny. Yeah, but uh, who doesn't want to hear like an interesting, you know, like a Parnon and Sherlock? You know, exactly. She's got a very different experience of growing up in America and, and all these things, and and so that perspective, first of all, it brings more more people to the club so that's good for business right and then uh True. and then because yeah. everyone gets to see sort of their you know make fun of the thing i do you know <laughs> make fun of a white family and uh and so that's really cool yeah it's been it's been pretty great and I know you're pretty uh, vocal about politics on the Facebook, not to an annoying level of course but you'll post a few things oh, uh, that's that sneak, sneaking into the act anymore yeah a little, a little bit, just because the world's on fire. So yeah. it's, uh, there's, there's no way to not address it. But the thing is, it's so funny because my personal Facebook page and Twitter, uh, I post, you know, relatively a fair amount of political stuff and, and what's going on, like news wise, because, and it's entirely because when I'm on Twitter or on Facebook or on the internet, I'm usually reading the news. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's, and, I'm, and there's a thing right there that says, do you want to post this? And I'm like, yeah. Does everyone know that this crazy thing is happening? <laughs> and so I post the crazy-ass things that are happening. Yeah. And then some people don't want to hear it, and some people are uh, white supremacists and definitely don't want to hear it. And uh, those people shouldn't come to my shows. <laughs> there you sure. go. But the people who don't yeah, want to yeah. hear it should know that, uh, yeah, because I think at the very least... The least I can do right now is a little bit of white-on-white crime responsibility, where if if I'm in a room full of white people and someone says something horrible, I can at the very the least I can do is say, "Hey, dirtbag, don't say that." Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the least. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, you know what that's going to cost me? Absolutely nothing. And I don't want it. I hate confrontation, but it would be you know at the very least going, "Hey, dumb dumb." Don't be such a dumb dumb. You know, why do you hate yourself so bad? Why do you got to be such a piece of shit? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then they, they keep together. 
So we're still getting in the set a, a fair amount of uh, Jackie Cationisms. I always enjoy like a, a bossy Magoo or uh, what are some of the good egg uh, or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Just some sort of rat walk. I think so. I think there's a, uh, yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, I got, uh, I got a little bit of a slogan, a couple of slogans coming along. I got two new uh, t-shirts coming. One of them is of my dad. Cause you know, my dad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Has, he, he's been a, a, a staple. A sure, absolutely. Yeah. Of the last four hours of my standard comedy. Yeah. Feel free to listen to those on Spotify or Pandora. But the thing is, is, yeah, so what I finally did is I finally just made a shirt with all of his slogans. Because I've got, I've got this, this, you know, he hit on my friend Maria Bamford at, uh, at my wedding. And so... And I asked her about it. I was like, I'm so sorry, because she told me about it. She goes, it actually wasn't bad at all. He was quite, he didn't touch me. He didn't even say anything weird. I just got the impression that he thought I was pretty. (laughs) And I was like, how the hell would he do that? (laughs) And uh, without touching you or saying anything weird, she goes, I I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Wow. And then I I asked him about it, and he was like, it's a sales technique called the post-close warm-up. Don't worry about it. I've been trying to teach you how to do it since you were seven. You're clearly not listening. And uh, <laughs> I was like, and then so I, you know, I sort of tell a story about how he, how I watched him do it in real time, and how interesting that was. You know, so yeah. That's that that's a new bit about flirting that uh, that I'm doing because I've I've got several dude friends who are like. You can't even flirt anymore, man. And uh, you're like, well, not, not, I think there's a fine line between flirting and harassment. And I uh, was a bit, before I got married, was a big harasser. Not a big harasser, but I tell that story too about how I, that my, my, what, what I thought was a straightforward, and it wasn't, I didn't think it was flirting either, but uh, yeah. It's just, so it's, there's stories about my dad in the, in the new hour. There's stories about my husband in the new hour. And, um, and then just, uh, yeah, me just kind of wandering through life, trying not to, some of that kind of material, right? Yeah. I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> Cause, and I'm, I'm not dumb. I'm just, uh, it's just a, uh, a, a learned skill, it turns out. Yeah. Well, and it, it seems <laughs> to be, seems to be working out. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm getting, pretty, pretty psyched about it. Getting yeah. to getting to, uh, still getting to headline and uh, and then an opening for you know some some really big people and good on them for bringing somebody good because sometimes there's a tendency for big headliners to not bring somebody so good. All right, right, <laughs> and, right. Uh, if you don't bring if you bring somebody not good, then you can appear genius like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm bringing Carmen Morales on these two weeks in Minneapolis and Madison. Okay, and Carmen Morales, she's a headliner of her own, and she's. Uh, a great comic, and so I'm just going to be uh, I'm, I'm going to be psyched to follow her those two weeks. Yeah, we got to get you back down to Cincinnati headlining. I know you were here with Maria, and um, you did a. a so the- was that hilarities or? Uh, no, that was in Cincinnati. I don't oh, know that's where Cleveland. That's yeah, hilarities in Cleveland. I don't know where you guys were. The Taft, I want to say no. No, Kelly opened for somebody else know. there. I don't remember who it was because my daughter went. Oh, uh, Eliza Schlesinger that uh, Kelly featured for her. Um, oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I know you guys. I remember seeing the picture, or maybe it wasn't even here. It might have been. It, maybe that was Cleveland. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure 
Kelly might have driven up <laughs> for that gig. Well, Certainly. Yeah. Okay. Well, super. Uh, well, I appreciate you taking the time here. I'll let you enjoy the rest of your layover. What, what airport are you stuck in at the moment? I'm in uh, Philly. Philly. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. All right. So he- heading home. Just did um, Boston and Philly with Maria. Last week, I, w- I did Salt-, Salt Lake City with Brian Regan. 10,000 people. Oh, my God. I know. It was wild. It was wow. um uh, it was a stadium, and it was in the round. I felt like it was a wrestling match because <laughs> it was. I, I wanted the mic to drop from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but That's it was so funny. Fun. Anyway, uh, it was weird though. Yeah. Well, great. It was awesome. Well, uh, yeah. and enjoy your trip back to L.A. and then Thank back you. to the uh, Midwest again, of course. And, um, yeah, and, again, fingers crossed we'll see you in Cincinnati headlining soon. And, uh, Please, and happy and, Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. All right. All right. Thanks, Jackie. Sure. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Jack Cajun for being on the show. Catch Jackie December 10th through the 14th at the Acme Comedy Company up there in Minneapolis. Then she goes over to Comedy on State over in Madison, Wisconsin. That is the 19th through the 21st of December. And then after the New Year, she's up in Vermont at the Vermont Comedy Club. Uh, that is January 9th through the 11th. And then uh, right after that, she goes to Zanies and Rosemont, uh, the suburban club there. January 15th through the 17th, and then the 18th and 19th, she's at the downtown Zany. So there you go. And uh, for all your Jackie Cation needs, just go to JackieCation.com. That'll link you to the podcast and uh, video clips and all that other fun stuff. So yeah, uh, highly recommended Jackie Cation. She is so hilarious. And um, just that one bit she says about the gender, I think that's pretty indicative of her observational skills and just how sharp they uh, have gotten. And have gotten sharper over the years, amazingly. It's just incredible. So uh, that takes us to the song of the week. Song of the week is from a band called Hoops. They are from uh, Bloomington, Indiana, I believe. They have a new track out called They Say, but uh, I'm going to play a track from their album from two years ago. Uh, came out in 2017, and the uh, the album is called Routines, and the tune is called Suns Out. So I thought we'd kind of give it a running start into hoops, and then, then maybe in January uh, we'll feature the other track as a track of the week. Um, I like them both, but uh, like I think Suns Out is kind of uh, like, so it'll give us a level set, as they say in the business world. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds good, and it sounds like it should be giving us uh, a good starting point is what it sounds like. So anyway, uh, Suns Out, I kind of can't put my finger on it. It, does, it sounds, you know, very college alternative. Uh, sounds a little uh, 90s-ish, if I, if I may, and I'll see what you think. This is Hoops from Bloomington, Indiana. It's our song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. Sun's out. Uh, so long, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.